Welcome back to the Ed Morrissey Show. Today's Friday, and Friday, we, and it's Friday the 13th, no less, we, we do a week in review with Dwayne Genoisimo Patterson of the Hugh Hewitt Show, Master of the Universe, H-U-G-H-N-I-V-E-R-S-E.com, troll-free web surfing experience for Hugh Hewitt fans and listeners. <laughs> and this week is... Um, it's a little bit more week in review than even most other weeks because Dwayne reminded me as we were coming on the air here, what was it that we were discussing last week? How did the how did the world how did the political world look last week when you and I were doing this show, Dwayne? So so the last time that you and I did this, it was it was you know we recorded this early in the morning on Friday the sixth and. Right. It was fortunate that we recorded it in the morning because if it was later in the day, I would have probably been shooting tequila. Um, it was, <laughs> it was, it was a really bad day because it was day three. We were on the, what the thirteenth or fourteenth vote, twelfth vote. I don't what, remember what it was, but we were going through vote after vote after vote of the same thing and watching democrats pass the popcorn around at the republicans just feeding on themselves right you right. had matt gates and lauren bobert and and at the time chip roy who hadn't uh, come over yet and you had you know 1920 holdouts to kevin mccarthy being speaker and everything was deadlocked and nancy pelosi was just having a ball right democrats right. were having a ball media was having a ball and it was like oh god this is a this is a bad day to be a, a conservative commentator um and that was a week ago now that seems like a month ago they got it's like a year ago they it's got like, Kev, Kevin McCarthy is in. They got a rules package. They passed a bunch of legislation already. They're they're doing stuff now. You know the Senate is basically on hiatus until the twenty third. Uh, we talked to Pete Ricketts today, the outgoing governor who has just been designated to be the replacement for Ben Sass. He'll have a special election later in the fall, but. Um, oh, is it going to be this year? I was assuming it was next year. I think they've got a special to fill out his term at the end of this year. I think. I have to look it up. There, each state has each state uh, does a little differently. Correct. I, so I, I think he's. I think the next election cycle, but. Um, well, while you're you you keep going where you're so, going. So so yeah so. That that that's going on in the Senate, which is basically nothing, which is fine, right. you know, no no big deal. But in the time between the Republican Civil War meltdown, end of life as we know it, there goes the majority. There goes twenty twenty four. All this, you know, all this debris. What happens in the next seven days? Joe Biden gets caught. Um, doing what donald trump did and actually worse I, and i'm not saying that because i'm a republican and i'm trying to defend trump right i'm saying it because donald trump actually has a case to make well now, it it can be it can be total bs because there's no documentation and, and and he wouldn't have done the right procedures but he at least was president of the united states up until uh, January 20th of 2021, he at 12 o'clock noon, 
he had the ability as president until that time period, until the stroke of 12, he had the ability to declassify whatever the hell he wanted to de declassify. Now, well, whether or not do it. <laughs> he had the ability to do it, he had the ability to did he, it. Correct. I, I, I'm not I'm not arguing that point. What I'm saying is, is he at least has a case to make if a grand jury indicts him, if the special counsel tries to bring charges, if they decide to prosecute him, his defense among whatever defense he comes up with is going to be, well, I declassified that. And they're going to say, prove it, whatever else. And that's, but at least he has a case to make, right? I mean, that that's, that's, that's going to be among the arguments he makes is as president, I, I deem this declassified. May, may, yeah. I, may I just point out that they've tried to make this already in court filings and haven't been able to come up with any documentation that showed that he actually did declassify it. Okay. So I, think that, I think that things have progressed a little bit further than that. And okay. the fact is that they don't have a case, at least not as they've had, they've had the opportunity to present that case in court and it hasn't worked. Okay. So that and, and, and that's fine. But what I'm saying is he still he still at least has the argument he can make. It may fall. I'm not even under. gonna I'm not even gonna I look, I think what Trump did was stupid and dangerous and potentially criminal. I think what Hillary Clinton did was on a far greater scale and had a whole lot of destruction to it, right? And now and she did not have the ability to even try to hide behind the veneer of saying, well, it wasn't that big of a deal because she did not have the declassifying constitutional uh, uh, powers uh, vested in her as Secretary of State. So let me correct you here. She could have declassified anything that came out of the State Department. The Secretary of State does have that authority. She could declassify anything that belong to her organization but that's not because what trump that's can, not what she was caught with well just bear with me okay trump can declassify as as president trump could have declassified everything right yes right yes Hillary clinton could have declassified anything that originated at state as vice president joe biden couldn't <laughs> he couldn't declassify his own uh you know phone excrement yes yeah he he, he he couldn't declassify what comes out of the can. No, but what I'm what I'm trying to what I'm trying to impress upon you is it doesn't make any difference what their what, you know what they what their potential authority was if they never exercised that authority. It doesn't make any difference. And right okay. now, there's no record that Trump ever did exercise that authority, and that's already been established. This is something that's already been argued between Trump's attorneys and the Department of Justice in uh in in these um in okay. these filings. so uh, i mean it's, it's, it's you're relying it, on an argument that doesn't that that has no that has no substance to it because what, what i'm they, saying he never declassified anything that's the problem okay that's that's fine what i'm saying is is as president you can at least look at the situation and say it's not analogous and and what biden well, did is worse wait, wait, because wait, wait, biden Biden has he has no justification at all. Uh, well, let me then let me throw this at you, <laughs> because this is also true. For the last two years, Joe Biden's had the ability to declassify all the information that was at the Penn Center and at his residence. He so had, why didn't he? he? Hasn't, he it's OK. Now, now you get to why I'm arguing with you on this point about Donald Trump. <laughs> Trump had the authority. Why didn't he? <laughs> Right. Hillary Clinton had the authority to declassify at least some of the stuff that was on that server 
Why didn't she? <laughs> okay. So no, no, it doesn't see, matter. It doesn't matter what they had as a potential authority. What happened, what matters is what they actually did. And, and Joe Biden could declassify all that information tomorrow that was found at his residence and at the Penn Center. And it still wouldn't make any difference because at the time it was discovered, he hadn't done that. It was still classified okay. information. The so, crime so doesn't change. So we are we are fighting over semantics, trying to get to the same point. Well, I think you're, and he, you're fighting and he, over semantics <laughs> because that's what you're arguing. You're arguing semantics. They could have done it. The problem and, is they didn't. <laughs> so and so, but, a, but where I, problem. Clinton should have had a legal problem, and Joe where, Biden's got a legal problem. So where I'm going with this is we're looking at a 2024 presidential cycle where neither one of them have any business running because neither one of them are competent. Well, this is this is <laughs> this is what one of several areas in which neither one of these guys has a, has business running in this in this next election. If you are somebody like I am, which and I and I'm holding up my VIP column that I wrote this week earlier this week. An excellent column, by the way. Which I kind of like that one. Actually, I thought I wrote a couple. I, of really I good was blast. I was laughing. I was laughing while I was editing it. It was great. <laughs> uh, I, I thought the one I did yesterday was 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 pretty good too. The one on, that was on uh, Ellen. Did, yeah, that was the, the snark content was kind of high on that one. Um, look, if you're if you're one of the guys like me who would love to see the proxy wars, you know, the clone wars of DeSantis versus uh, Gavin Newsom, East Coast versus West Coast, governor, uh, e-governor, you know, mono e mono. If you want to see a race like that, that case just got a lot stronger this week because, uh, you know, Donald Trump's got his issues and, and Joe Biden certainly now has his issues. When Joe Biden gets baited by Peter Ducey, and Peter Ducey expertly asks a question and and talks about the car, and he doesn't like it, and he gets snippy with Ducey right back and says, "Oh, well, you know, my uh, my my car is locked up in the garage, just like those files. They're all locked up in the garage." Well, that's great. You know, has a key to the garage, Hunter. Hunter Biden, yeah. Which means if Hunter has a key to it, so does Xi Jinping. So what happens? I mean, what happens when you pull the car out of the garage? <laughs> Big door opens up. That's not secured. Um. So so when when Jay Leno's film crew did the Jay Leno's garage edition, where they showed Joe Biden backing in and out of the garage with yeah. the files that were in there, I, it, it, it's nonsense. And and yeah. for Joe Biden to go on sixty minutes and tell Scott Pelley. How irresponsible it was for for um, Donald Trump to mishandle um, classified information when he was doing the same thing at that very time. Not only did he have it in the garage, he divided the content up between the garage and another room in the house. As Jonathan Turley said today, who's no right wing lawyer, he's a center left guy, but he's at least a sensible Democrat. Jonathan Turley and Fox said, well, wait a minute. He's got to explain this whole divided uh, document thing. If if he had a tranche of doc, uh, of classified stuff that he took, whether he thought he had rights to do it or not, and he put it some of it in the garage, but then he put some of it over here, what was the thinking behind why you put some of it here and some of it there? Because if you can't explain that whole division argument of why this group of files was over in this pile and this group right. of files was over there, then... The whole, well, it was inadvertent that he did this to begin with. That argument goes out the window. 
Well, right? yeah, I mean, inadvertent doesn't co cover it anyway in terms of criminality. What and, trying it, to argue and, it, it, and it certainly doesn't if you've divided the documents into, into multiple locations. That that right. requires some kind of triage system. Right. Uh, Andy McCarthy made the same argument last night in the New York Post, saying <laughs> that basically Joe Biden has has now admitted to all elements of the crime. And that's the reason yes, why he, 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 cut, his own, yeah, he cut his own legs out from under him. James Lausch has recommended that it go to a special counsel because basically Joe Biden's admitting to the crime. Yeah. And, and so Merrick Garland didn't have any other choice. By the way, just to close the loop on, the, on Pete Ricketts, Nebraska uh, requires it to be uh, the special election be held at the next statewide election cycle. So he won't face um, a special election until next year. So so Sass had had four years left in this term. So Ricketts has to run at the end of next year for a two year end of term. Yes. And then he runs for real two years after that. I think it's basically the Raphael Warnock. It's the uh, it's the Rafi Warnock thing, yes. Yeah. So, okay. So same same um, thing. So getting back to to closing the, the the loop on on the files, here's what I think is going to happen. Uh, um, honestly, I don't think anything's going to happen out of this because the media has been all over the place on this. The media has alternated between. Um, Oh, this has nothing to do with Trump at all. Trump is way worse. And anybody that can't see the difference between what Trump did and what Biden is doing, they're they're just not honestly looking at it. Well, that's that's a very biased way to look at it. If you're the media and you're looking at it, and all of a sudden you see the hypocrisy to it, all of a sudden you're going to look away. The, the net result of this is I don't think either one of them are going to get prosecuted when all is said and done. I don't think they're going to go after Biden. I don't think they're going to go after Trump. If anything, well, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you why I think that. What, what comes out counsel, of this? The special what, counsels are involved. Yes. I, I mean, just just as simple as that. Special counsels all are, are involved, which means that nobody's ever going to actually go to trial on the core issue on which the special counsel was appointed. Correct. I mean, we're we're getting what, to point. I'm, I'm almost about ready to write a, a a rant here that maybe we should start electing attorneys general directly so we can dispense with this whole nonsense about special counsels on the federal level. We elect attorneys general directly, I, I think in all 50 states, but certainly most of the states do directly. We should do that on a federal level, sever that relationship between the White House and the Department of Justice and, and have an actual or at least semi-independent DOJ and AG because this nonsense never, ever, ever worked. Well, you're right, but you can't do that under a unitary executive executive branch because well, it's going to take this, a it will take a constitutional amendment. There's no doubt which, about it. which you will never get passed. I don't know. That one might get through a Congress. That one actually might get through a Congress. No, 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 no. You don't think so? Not a well, not. You don't not think a, a Congress that's got three special counsels going about no. about two presidents and the and the and their own not, Department of Justice that that they might be looking at this and going, you know, <laughs> each of all of us come from states where attorneys general get elected directly by the public and they're and they're at least politically or at least you know uh, not politically organizationally independent from the chief executive of the state. Okay, so so here's so 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 here's the scenario why I think you're 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 dreaming here. Well, I know I'm dreaming. <laughs> yeah, here, here's here, here's here's why here's why that's not going to happen. If you were to have 
the the constitutional argument that you're going to now have a directly elected attorney general that's going to be the nation's top cop right no longer the president no longer is it's now the attorney general that's going to be the top cop right sure the, the top law yeah. enforcement officer of the country right right that's true in each of the 50 states too or at least most of the 50 states i, I understand that now if that's going to be if that's going to be the case then what you have is a year, two year, four year, however long it is campaign where crime issues are going to resonate. And that's going to be what people focus on. You're now not going to have the presidency um, decided so much on crime issues as you are going to have the attorney general's race. Do you think the Democratic Party is going to want um, rising crime in inner cities and all that stuff? resulting in a Republican being elected as the nation's top cop and being able to uh, run that Department of Justice routinely, I, I, I'm not thinking they want to even take that chance. I don't think they want to risk that whatsoever. I think they like nothing more than to have that issue, which they're losing ground on all the time, as one of 15 other issues that they can that they that they can um, uh, hide by campaigning on abortion, campaigning on all sorts of other uh, you know hot button issues to be able to somehow keep the presidency. If you were to separate it out and make crime issues, immigration issues, whatever it else, um, and hide it under the DOJ, the Democrats are going to get hammered on that. And well, I don't think I don't think, I don't think I don't think Democrats in Congress want to isolate that at all. I'll tell you what's going to change their mind when Jack Smith comes back and says that we're not going to file charges against Donald Trump. Well, that's what that's what will change their mind. No, <laughs> I no no. See, I disagree. I only the fever swamp in the party is going to come up with that. Everybody else, the Nancy Pelosi's, the the um, the the establishment wing of the democratic base sees what joe biden did this week and they're like oh crap and so now their attitude is okay trump's gonna get a hall pass now too because we're not going to take out our guy but because of this now trump gets a hall pass too and did you it's, it, it's going to be a push it's going to be a wash did you read the political argument about that last night late last no, night no. democrats are democrats are feeling pretty glum Dwayne. <laughs> they're feeling well, about about Joe Biden, um, uh, you know, blowing up their opportunity to uh, to hold Trump accountable, and Politico is still holding on to that thing. Well, you know, Trump's things were much different. No, they weren't much. Different. No, they different. were, it, they were no, different really in some wasn't. ways, but but not not all the differences redound to Biden's did see, favor. Did you see Hank Johnson's analysis of what this was? Yeah, Hank Johnson in the View uh, claimed and that the View, yes. Planted Republicans planted the documents, even though Joe Biden admitted it, right? <laughs> After Joe Biden admits that, oh, well, they were inadvertently misplaced. Um, um, hey, Justin's out there saying, I think the Republicans probably probably planted those documents on Joe Biden. I mean, I mean, that logic of the you, you can't trust those sneaky Republicans. They 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 resurrected the grave of um of G Gordon Liddy and they and 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 they got the they got the the GOP secret wet team in there 
and they planted those classified documents that all came out of Joe Biden's vice president's uh, office. They, they somehow managed to get a hold of all those those documents out of the archives that were classified. And they and they smuggled them into and left them into two different rooms in Joe Biden's house just to make Joe Biden. And the Penn Center. And the Penn Penn Center. Yes, because that's the kind of six years ago, by the way. So 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 Hank Johnson and The View are trying to hold on to that. Why don't they just come out and say it was the Jews? Because that's just that's just as demented. I think actually Hank Johnson was blaming it on Guam. It tipped over. Yeah, it's 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 just about as stupid. It really honestly is. No, I, I was talking about this last night um, over dinner, and I had to remind myself that Hank Johnson was the improvement from that district. Remember that? Remember when oh, Hank Johnson was the improvement? Yes. yes. Remember, remember who preceded um, Hank Johnson in that district? Yes, I do. It, it, was, it was Cynthia. Yeah, I was going to say it was. I, I knew it was. I knew it was a female. I was trying to remember which one it was. It was Cynthia McKinney. That's exactly right. He's the improvement. Um, Yesterday afternoon, ABC News' is, uh, Ben Gittleson comes out with this story, which is just just grand. And again, we're talking in the in, in the context of a week ago, all was lost if you're a Republican, right? Yeah, well, I, mean, I was I was arguing with you about that, too. I didn't think it was going to be I, I thought it was basically going to be a nine day wonder once it was going to get it, settled. It, didn't, it, didn't even, it wasn't even a three day wonder. When, I when know exactly. So Ben Gittleson writes this yesterday afternoon. Biden leaves questions unanswered on classified documents as GOP pounces. Pounces, I tell you. Um, uh, it's just spectacular. It's just spectacular. Did you uh, did you see and actually watch the five-minute exchange alone? L- leave aside the bit with um, Peter Ducey and Corinne Jean-Pierre. Did you see the bit with Ed O'Keefe? I, I read it, but I, I never did watch it. It went five minutes long, and it was torturous. Corinne Jean-Pierre was being tied in knots by a CBS reporter. And then they throw it back to CBS's early show, and, and the two anchors there said, well, holy cow, she, she, couldn't answer, she couldn't answer one question on this. That's actually really kind of bad. Um, was this the by the book explanation that she kept trying to yes, try? We handled yes. it by the book. <laughs> Which yes. book is this? The Watergate yes. book? <laughs> yes, it was. It was really, really bad. I mean, she is she is supremely bad at this. And when every question started uh, pressing her on it, she didn't just. I mean, she just. She just withered. I mean, just withered on the vine. Well, I mean, uh, was it you and I that were talking about? Uh, um, I think it was last week. And we, we, I think you and I may have discussed this in last last week's show when she was asked to respond about um, Pope Emeritus Benedict the Sixteenth's uh, passing and why yeah, Biden yeah. was going to it. Pope, Pope Emeritus. Pope Emeritus. Yes. Was, was it? Was I talking with you about that, or was I on somebody else's show where you we? Made that- you may have been on somebody else's. Well, I don't know. We may have talked about it. We were trying. I was trying to figure out. You know. You know what's the cure for emeritus? The heartbreak of emeritus. <laughs> I mean, I you know not everybody knows Latin, but emeritus is actually a fairly common term in American political and <laughs> academic life. She's too. an idiot. She's just an idiot. 
Um, judge emeritus, so, we've got or judges emeritus. Excuse me, we've got we've got you know professors emeritus. Emeritus is all over the place. <laughs> so you you have you have that story going on, right? At the same time, this scandal breaks wide open because Joe Biden basically cops to the crime and everybody in the White House goes, he said, what? What? He, what, he said, what about the Corvette? I mean, the, the people in Ron Klain in the White House must have went. He did what? I mean, it, it was it, it was remarkable how how uh, Biden got himself baited and and what he admitted to. We, we were um, seeing little green Corvette, right? I mean, that was the little he, green. He Corvette. had he had a card he was supposed to read off of, but but Ducey faked him off of that card with the Corvette crack, and and Biden couldn't resist, and he started to vamp, and he got himself in trouble. Um, so he had that story. At the same time that's going on, you started to see some talk on kind of the fringy right side saying, see, this is what's going on, is the establishment on the left, they have finally turned on Biden and they're springing the trap on Biden because they don't want Biden to be the nominee in 24. And this is their way of driving him out, which I think is utter nonsense too. But that was that was our right side trying to trying to come up with the conspiracy theory that that doesn't make any sense right so if that's the case let's talk about the backup plan to joe biden right now the backup plan is kamala harris who (laughs) as who as of late has been trying to rebrand and the media has been trying to rebrand her saying, well, she she kind of stumbled out of the blocks and then she stumbled some more and then she tripped on her face and then she lit her hospital bed on fire while she was trying to heal from the bandages from tripping and falling on her face. But after all that, she started to get her sea legs under her and she's getting better at this is what the media has <laughs> been trying to say. Until yesterday when Joe Biden absolutely lights his presidency on fire with with uh with uh you know exhaust from the corvette kamala harris holds a town hall with um the energy secretary and she resurrects the venn diagram i love the circles i love buses uh and and she turned into the zen philosopher about the principle of moments um you know starting to try to recite a a robert plant uh album she she all the greatest hits she all of a sudden just reverted back to to kamala harris square one and democrats are like no no because now we got to go to pete Buttigieg. oh wait we can't go to pete Buttigieg now as the plan c because the FAA blew up this week. Had you a know, grounds. We had the first ground stop, first nationwide ground stop since 9-11. Why? Because Pete Buttigieg has gotten billions and billions of dollars to modernize the FAA and hasn't done squat with it. And is still running Windows XP, apparently. I, I uh, who, who, might be DOS 3.0. It might be, yeah. I talked to a, I talked one of my one of my relatives is an air, airline pilot. People already know this. My cousin Mike is a, a sure. retired airline pilot for Southwest Airlines, and and he tells me that NOTAM system is decades out of date in of terms of technology. I of mean, the, the, the has, 
Buttigieg hasn't done jack shit. Right. I mean, so, I mean, everybody knows this. But to to the point, though, people are saying, well, the, the, the problems predate Buttigieg. That's true. It also predated the Trump administration. That's true. It predated probably the Obama administration. But what and makes this true? But, but nobody's makes, doing anything about it. That's right. The and what the makes this story to modernize? What makes this story so delicious is wasn't it just last week that Pete Buttigieg was the first one out to go after Southwest Airlines and fine them and and exactly. demean them and beat the not, crap out up, of them for doing that for not modernizing their system for not, not modernizing their infrastructure their personnel, assignment, their, their personnel assignment system which is what and, and, a, and a week later he gets he gets pantsed by his own infrastructure at the faa that's that's under his department and so what does he do um who who gets to find him how, how, nobody 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 watches the Watchmen. Congress is supposed to be doing that, by the way, but they don't. Yeah, you you would think so. So instead, what does media do? Alexa McCammond over at Axios has this. Buttigieg has in several cases been the victim of circumstances that predated his time in office, such as the ancient computers and infrastructure that contributed to the FAA disaster. That hasn't stopped Republicans from relentlessly attacking him, though. He's been in charge for two years. If that system is antiquated, what's Pete Buttigieg done about it? That's the and 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 look, he I mean, did the like, same thing about that that he did about potholes in South Bend. Nothing, nothing. Yeah, this is not a guy who is even qualified to be running these types of systems. He's a he's a former mayor. This isn't a transportation guy. This isn't a guy who who understands the transportation industry. He's this is a guy who was AWOL during the supply chain crisis too. What happened when the supply chain crisis went red hot? He took two months off for, you know, paternity leave. Right. <laughs> and he was gone for two months in the middle of a crisis. Yeah. And look, I don't have a problem with paternity leave. But when you're the secretary of transportation and you're facing a uh, a supply chain crisis that makes people like not be able to eat, um, you're supposed to be on the job, pal, or or resign so somebody else can do it. And I mean, I'm surprised he's even still there. But this is a guy who's been completely incompetent since day one. He's in way over his head. This guy is a a lightweight that is floating on a a, a, a gale wind force of media bullshit. Yeah. So so all, so so that's that's there's your top three as far as national Democrats. That that's that's your top. Well, there's Gavin Newsom. You're forgetting Gavin Newsom. The 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 Uber oh, wait. <laughs> Uber Gavin Club. Newsom, isn't he the guy? Isn't he the guy that? Governor, man. <laughs> isn't he the guy that just about March of last year, not even a year ago, said that we were going to have a hundred and ten billion dollar or a hundred billion dollar surplus, and then five months later said, "Oops." My bad, rounding error. It's not going to be a hundred billion dollar surplus. It's actually going to be a twenty-five billion dollar deficit. Yeah, it's California math. <laughs> that's what I thought. It's California Democrat math, actually. It's California so, Democrat math. So, so all that's going on, and and I know we're going to start running out of time pretty quick. But, but the other big story this week that was just a spectacular Hindenburg uh, crash. Um. Didn't we hear this whole crap this week about how gas stoves were bad and we need to ban gas stoves? We're going to float this problem. 
I wanted to start off the show by saying we were cooking with gas, but I thought it might derail us from the main topic. But yeah, let's talk about the gas stove thing, because this is also a media story, right? The, yes, media, reports, the media reports that uh, Richard Trumka Jr., who was um, uh, Biden's appointee to the Consumer Product Safety Commission, uh, declares that gas on the basis of a study, which, by the way, the author today is out saying didn't this study did not say what they said it said. Right. So so, so I've, I'll read the response. You tell me what the media ran with as far as what they wanted the story to say, what the narrative was. You, you gas, call it stoves, the narrative. gas stoves are making your children stupid. They got to be bad. It's dangerous to have gas stoves. They got to be bad. And everywhere in media ran with this. They right. all and, did their and it wasn't, And it wasn't because they just made it up on their own. It was because a commissioner on the Consumer Product Safety Commission, appointed by Joe Biden, publicly declared that gas stoves were unsafe and should be banned, right? And, and, this and then they got buttressed. It got buttressed by AOC. She went on a rant on it. All the, all the you know, expected, all expected, you know, libs that are uh eco nuts all jumped on this and said see this is why we gotta get off fossil fuels we need heat pumps we need this we need that induction you you think there's a right. chef in america that's going to use an induction stove no no they prefer gas stove for a reason it's 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 more precise gas stoves are more precise i will say this for the vast majority of american households you're probably just as well off with uh, with with a modern electric range. I think a lot of the complaints about electric ranges are about the old coil systems from, you okay. know, 30, 40 years ago. But where does but, that electricity come from? But I, well, I'm not even going to go there for the moment. It, that should be a personal choice. If you want electric, you can get electric. If you want gas, assuming that you're assuming that your house is equipped for gas. Mine isn't actually. So I only have one choice. My I have between electricity and 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 wood. <laughs> so okay, I well, that's and that's fair. That's no, no, it's just, it just, you know, I bought the house knowing that it's fine. You know, I don't have a problem with that because I'm not that big into gas stoves and gas ranges anyway. But um, but it should be your it should be a choice. And by the way, as it turns out, electric ranges account for more fires per capita and per per range, if you will, um, than gas ranges do. Why? I think people are probably a little bit more careful around gas ranges for one thing. But but the fact is, is that if you're going off of fires and accidents in the homes, electric ranges have a higher incident, higher correlative incident of accidents than gas stoves do. Right. So and and what else do gas stoves have in the house that the electric ranges and electric stoves often do not, Dwayne? Uh, gas stoves have hoods. They have venting systems are required yeah. to. In most, I mean, I, most cases, especially in newer construction, you're required to have a hood vent that that vents to the outside over over gas stoves and gas ranges. Correct. Electric ranges, you're not required for that. So right. you, you've got venting, you've got all sorts of different things. I mean, this is a nonsense argument in the first place. But the media ran with it, and then when it started to turn out that. Brianne Depish over at the Washington Depish over at the Washington Examiner had this story. Uh, I guess it was uh, yesterday afternoon, maybe been this morning updated. Responding to a, a request for comment, RMI manager Brady Seals, who is the source for all of media yesterday, running with this gas stoves are are, are retarding your kids' mental development story. Right. Brady Seals told the Washington Examiner in an email Wednesday that the think tank study, quote, 
does not assume or estimate a causal relationship end right. quote, between childhood asthma and natural gas stoves, which means the whole story is bullshit. The whole narrative right. is bullshit. It's all it's, it's all crap. It was one story. It was one study. Right. And it didn't even didn't even say what people said it said. Didn't even say what Trump has said it said. Right. And it was simply it was one study done by, by the way, not by some academic, you know, you know, disinterested academic research outfit, but by a um, apparently by uh, or in connection with uh, people with industry, um, uh, inter you know, industry interests. In Seals, Seals said it only reports on a population level reflection of the relative risk, given what we know about exposure to the risk factor, which means nothing. It means and blah, blah, said, blah is what it means. And then it, and it, it means blah, blah, blah. And then he says, we appreciate that this analysis is semi-quantitative, which means we understand that this is blah, blah, blah. Right. The whole thing's nonsense. Okay. And again, Entirely that, that was that was the week that that's that's that was the entire week and it was one democrat canard after another and on the on the other hand i am actually glad however Dwayne, that we are getting to a more literal definition of gaslighting which, <laughs> which i have to say yeah, i got really tired of that term right i mean it, yes. gaslighting comes from a was it 1940s film um with i think it was um charles boyer right this this story absolutely was literally and figuratively gaslighting gaslight. absolute gaslighting going on. it's gaslighting now saying oh this is republican culture war stuff the republicans are launching a culture war when it was joe biden's <laughs> cpsc commissioner who declared that gas stoves had to be um had to be banned <laughs> it's just it's, it's yeah, just, yeah it's it's it, i mean it's this just is delicious and then and then of course you know this week we learned that uh rain and snow if you get if you get weather if you get precipitations the stuff that fills your reservoirs the stuff that that packs the snowpack for for use later that's now a punishment we're, we're you, you only want good weather you don't want rain but if you don't get rain it's a drought and that's caused by climate change but if you do get rain that's bad too because it's climate change and we need to do something about that we learned yeah, all sorts of fun stuff this week adam baldwin actually adam baldwin and i actually tackle that in our next episode of the amiable skeptics which will be out on monday so thank you very much for the for the preview on that you are a, you are a professional Dwayne Patterson. <laughs> oh I I I I just I, I couldn't help it when when Ellen De DeGeneres Monday reported from a swollen creek behind her house in Montecito and said this is bad this is what happens when we're when we're not nice to mother nature if, if, if we're mean to mother nature she's not happy with us and this is this is the result this is the punishment um how long has she lived in california <laughs> I, I'm, I'm really i'm honestly curious because i remember when i was a kid and i'm sure you do as well that drought cycles were always followed by torrential rain cycles Yes, it happened in the early 70s. It happened either in late either 1979 or 1980. Um, so twice in my memory, when I was a, a kid, and this is 
50 years ago, 40, 50 years ago, you had drought cycle followed by torrential rain cycle. And the joke I remember was either in 1979, 1980, in that time frame was that in Sacramento, they took the sign off the door that said uh, drought management board and put up a sign that said flood management board, because that was what happened. <laughs> yes, that's exactly the that's same exactly, damn thing. It, it's heads. I win tails. Uh, you lose. If you're, if you're a, 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 an eco person, um, the, the, the greatest thing about that was she is acting as though Montecito is, is, is mother nature's equivalent to Jerusalem. It's the Holy city. That, that's 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 where the eternal kingdom is going to be built when it descends out of out of you know the, the you know the Gaia mothership. It's going to drop down onto Montecito because apparently, if the climate, if the if all of humanity is is a bunch of meanies to Mother Nature, she's going to take it out on Montecito. Yep. So I'll tell you a quick story, and then we got we really should wrap this up. But I'll tell you a quick story that my wife told me. And she grew up in Costa Mesa. Now, I know that you know that area oh, sure. yes. extremely well. And you know that the Santa Ana River uh, runs right through it. Oh, which, yeah. used be, which used to be a river, basically, it's just a runoff channel, right? It's it's a drainage ditch. It's a, basically a big, long, wide drainage ditch most of the time, right? Yes. Um, but at the end of this cycle, and this would have been the early 70s, because um, because of the timing, I think, for her, um, the the downpour was so bad that in Costa Mesa, where that where that river runs through, it's right by where her house was. Her you know her parents lived right next to this thing. It was already just about cresting the oh, bay. Yeah, yeah, right. And, and it'll it'll people, do that every 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 four five six years. It'll do that. It'll it'll. And people in that neighborhood were moving their furniture to the second floor in anticipation of the flooding that was going to happen. This is fifty years ago, so this is not new. Uh, so Ellen DeGeneres may have moved to Los Angeles, I don't know, 15 years ago, maybe, maybe it was longer ago than that, but she's been through these cycles before. I, maybe she didn't live in Montecito at the time, but, um, but this is not new. This is, this is how California is. It's, it's drought and flood. It's, it's, you know, it's, um, mountain runoff and then Montecito. <laughs> Montecito sits on a little finger of land that is literally in the foothills right by a steep mountain range that's right next to the Pacific Ocean. That's beautiful. Now, it, it's a gorgeous area because you can get quick elevation to get a great ocean view and still be close enough to the coast that the smog doesn't block your view. It's it's it that's what it's best for, right? But here's the problem with that. If a raindrop falls, it's going to land on a hill with a slope like that. That water is not going to stay on that hill. It's no. going to run downhill. And, and Ellen DeGeneres is looking at a river running downhill saying, well, this isn't normal. It's, it's like. It's entirely normal. She doesn't like it, but it's entirely normal. Yes. You have drought, you have torrential rains. Welcome to California. If yes. you don't like that, well, move to Texas. <laughs> Yes, Texas. Actually, don't move to Texas. Move to Minnesota. <laughs> I'm not in Minnesota anymore. Sorry to my Minnesota friends, but don't move to Texas. Move to Minnesota. Oh, uh, we'll there. She was, and she was rocking the double hoodie. Uh, the double because, hoodie. Yeah, I saw that because the double hoodie. It, it, you know, it was 54, 55 degrees out. Lord knows she could have suffered hyperthermia in a matter of days. 
at that kind of at that kind of temperature. She had to she had to make sure she she braved the elements with the double hoodie. Yep. Yep. All right. We got to wrap this up because we are we are going long today. Now, we've already wrapped up the um, the Hugh Hewitt uh, show for today. I don't know if you've got any insight on what's coming up next week, but uh, what's coming up in the universe? Uh, what's coming up in the universe is, um, a possible return of the after show. We are, uh, we are in negotiations. We may be bringing that back, um, and doing it very similar to what you're doing with the Ed Morrissey show. We're going to cut it down to a couple days a week, uh, taping it in the mornings, uh, doing a live to tape in the mornings and kind of, um, releasing it a little bit later in the day. So, um, that's the plans. If it does, uh, go through, it'll probably recommence probably starting in February. So that's kind of what the plans are. All right. Well, stay tuned at the universe, H U G H N I V E R S E.com. The troll free web surfing experience for Hugh Hewitt fans and listeners. You can watch the Hugh Hewitt show live. If you're a member of the universe live on your computer, you know, full video and everything, uh, Hugh and all his morning glory and evening grace. Um, <laughs> but of course, you can also listen on the AM radio dial if you don't, if you're not a member of the universe, you should be, but, um, but you should be tuning into the Hugh Hewitt show. Doing what should people do if they can't find it on the AM radio dial? Well, I think what they do is they, uh, you, you go into a general manager's office at a radio station where we belong and you say, look, you can either put us on the air or I've got Hunter Biden here with a key to your garage. <laughs> and I'm sure you've got some files in there that, um, that you shouldn't have. And, and, you know, I, I, I'm, I, yeah, I'm not saying anything bad is going to happen. I'm, I'm not saying you're going to get prosecuted or anything, but, but I'm, I'm sure we can find, I'm sure we can find something on you. I think that uh, you can either do that or you can inadvertently misplace their transmitter until they, until they come around. I think, I think inadvertently misplacing their transmitter, which is just about as possible to do as inadvertently misplacing a whole bunch <laughs> of classified material. What a week. What a freaking week. What a week. And and next week, what will happen? I ain't making any more predictions, pal. <laughs> Wouldn't be prudent. Not at this juncture. Not at this juncture. All right. Dwayne Generalissimo Patterson. Generalissimo. I, I, I've said that for 14 years. I still can't spit it out right. Dwayne Generalissimo Patterson of the Hugh Hewitt Show, Master of the Universe. Thanks for being with us. We'll talk to you again next week. See you guys. Stay tuned for one more message from The Ed Morrissey Show coming up next. Now that the political infighting is over and the sausage is being made in the House, it's time for Republicans to unite with one cause and fight back against Joe Biden and his radical administration. The GOP has promised to investigate Biden, family corruption, the border, big tech censorship collusion, the origins of COVID, the FBI, and intel agencies' attacks on the American people and more, and it's time to hold them to those promises. Here at Hot Air, we won't let up on holding them accountable. We unapologetically fight back against the radical left and squishy rhinos in Congress who fail the people. We bring you the truth and go to war against Biden's woke communist agenda. But we need your help. By becoming a VIP for uh, hotair.com, you can help us in this battle for our country. Just look at the House Democrats leader, Hakeem Jeffries. He's another divisive, radical leftist, and his communist Sesame Street speech proves it. If Republicans don't halt the Biden agenda and conservative media fails to hold them accountable, it could mean the end of our great country. Join us in the fight. Become a Hot Air VIP member 
or a VIP Gold member today and use the promo code SAVEAMERICA to receive a 40% discount on your membership. Stand with us and fight to save America. We will never give up. And thank you very much.